The Rebbe starts off the Sicha by saying that it's well known that the Shalot tells us that the parshias that we read in the Torah are always connected to the particular time of the year when we read these parshias. Now the parshias of Matos Masay always fall out in the time of the Bein Amtsarim in the three weeks. So here the Rebbe wants to look at the connection between these parshias and the time of the Bein Amtsarim. Simply, you look at these parshias and there's a number of things that are connected with the idea of Golos. Number one in Parshish Matos, Moshe Rabbeinu reminds the Bnei God and Bnei Ruven about the Avera, the sin of the Meraglim, the spies, because of which the Yidin remained in the desert 40 years. So this is quite similar to the whole concept of Golos. In Parshish Masay, we also have, in the beginning of the Parsha, it's all about the journeys of Bnei Yisroel. Chazal tell us that Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu to enumerate all of the places in which they angered Hashem, which is again, of course, the whole reason why we have Golos, because of angering Hashem. We also have in Parshas Masay the idea of the Ir Miklot, the cities of refuge, that a person that killed someone by accident, by mistake, would have to run to, would have to go into exile, which is clearly also the idea of Golos. In fact, the Shalah himself explains how some of the things, the Averis that are mentioned in Parshish Matos and Masay, are related to the cause of the Churban Beis Hamikdash. But all of this so far was focusing on the negative aspect of the Bein Hamtzorim, the Churban and the Golos. The Rebbe wants to explain how not only the Golos is hinted in these parshies, but how these parshies and the Torah are also giving us the Koyach for the Avoida to be able to go out of Golos and to gain the Geula. And the Rebbe explains this first by telling us that the Tzemach Tzedek tells us that the Shabbosim during the three weeks are similar to the concept of the Hashem brings the cure before bringing a sickness. So we have the Shabbosim in the three weeks, which are times where we don't mourn, these are times where we have Tainug and Simcha and so on. And this is the time that's giving us the Koyach to be able to transform the negativity of the three weeks. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true regarding the parashias of the Torah that we read and we learn during these days. That this is all like the refuah, like the cure that comes before the sickness. Meaning that these parashias is what's giving us the Koyach to be able to withstand the Golas and to transform these days into days of Sasin and Simcha. The Rebbe continues speaking about the idea that when we have two Parshiyos, and when they are connected together, they become actually as one Sedra, as one Parsha, not only as two separate things. But in, the, in, the, in this part of the Sicha, the Rebbe is going to look at mainly the names of the Parshiyos, Matois and Masi, because we know, based on the Torah of the Baal Shem Tev, that the name of each thing in Lashon Kodesh is really the highest of that theme, and the significance of each one of these names, and also how they join together. So we know that, the, first of all, regarding Parshas Matois. Matois refers to the tribes of the Yidden. They are being called over here Matois. We know there's another more common name for tribes, which is Shvatim. So in order to understand the difference between Shvatim and Matois, which will help us understand the name of our Parsha, we look first and what the words Shevet and Mata mean simply. They're both referring to a branch from a tree. So what's the difference between a Shevet and a Mata? Shevet is a soft branch, still has some moisture. A Shevet is either just recently coming from the tree, or, or often even still connected to the tree. 
On the other hand, a mata, a rod, is referring to something much harder, a hard stick, a strong stick. And this is usually does not have any of that moisture anymore. It's been already quite a while that it's been disattached from the tree. It's separate from its source. What would this mean by B'nai Yisrael? You, the idea of Shvatim, a Shevet, would be, again, like that soft branch. It's referring to the Eden as they're still connected to Hashem, to godliness in a more revealed way. Or more specifically, this would be referring to the Neshama as it's up above, completely absorbed and connected to Hashem. On the other hand, Matois is the Eden when it's not so noticeable its connection to Elikus, their connection to Elikus, to Hashem. And more specifically, again, this is the Neshama as it already has descended into a physical body. So therefore, Matois refers to the Bnei Yisroel as they came down here, Neshamois into Gufim, separated from their source. So that's generally the idea of Matois, a Yerida, descent. On the other hand, Masay, Masay is the journeys of Bnei Yisroel, traveling to Eretz Yisroel. This would represent the journey, the Aliyah, the ascent that the Neshama has as a result of that Yerida, as a result of the coming down here into this world, which generally we know this is actually the special mile, the special advantage that Nishamois have over Malachim. Malachim are called stationary, standing in one place. A Nishama, as a result of coming down here, is Masay, it's traveling, it starts moving. Says the Rebbe, so so far what we have is that Matos represents the Yerida, the descent into Golos, and Masay is really about that reward, the Aliyah, that we go higher and higher as a result of this Yerida. But, says the Rebbe, in truth, each one of Matos and Masay more specifically have both of these ideas. And really the Rebbe is going to focus right now for the rest of the Sikha, the Rebbe is going to focus on that each one of these really have three ideas when we break it down more. The three ideas being we have the Yerida, the descent of the Neshama. We then have the avoid of the Neshama as it's in a physical body. And then we have the reward, the ascent that the Neshama has. And the Rebbe explains it first in Matos and then in Masay. In Matos, well, we spoke about the idea of that strength of that mata, of that stick. And that strength is coming because now it's a dry stick, it doesn't have that moisture. So on the one hand, it's referring to that Yerida, that descent, that it was separated now from Hashem. But at the same time, it also represents the Avoida, that the person down here in the body needs to act in a very, very strong way, like that mata, to be able to overcome all of the challenges of this world, the guf, the nefesh He needs to stand with a certain strength, like a mata. It also hints the mata to the aliyah, to the ascent it's going to have, because as a result of the avoid of the neshama down there here in this world, now the neshama gets a whole new extra strength being added to it. In other words... The shayrish on the neshama, the root of the neshama, which is the strongest part of the neshama, the mata. When we go up to the highest root, it's again called stra- a very strong level. This the says is called eisan, a very strong level of the neshama, which gives it, a, it which is going to be revealed now as a result of its avoda down here in this world. The same thing says the Rebbe, we have these same three ideas, and the word Masay could also include these three things. On the one hand, the Masay could be referring to the journey of the Neshama as it travels down here into this world. You have also its Avoida, where in its Avoida, in its service, it's constantly going, Masay journeying from one level higher up to the next and higher and higher. And so to the reward, as we said already before, that it gains this idea of becoming the Mahalik, that it's on the move now, rather being stationary like the Malachim. 
Says the Rebbe, now we can see the connection to the time of the three weeks. Because as much as we spoke about the strength of the neshama, or the dryness of the neshama, the descent, when the neshama comes down into the gulf, but this is even more true when we speak about the time of Golus versus the time of the Beis HaMikdash. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, godliness was revealed, so Eden were then more like on the level of Shevet, like that soft branch that's connected to its source, filled with Ava, Yira, love and fear of Hashem, Whereas in the time of Golos, Yidin are more compared to that dry stick where we don't see so much that dveikus, that connection to Elikus. But at the same time, that's why they need a much greater strength in their avoida. Again, like that mata, to be able to overcome all of these distractions, the hindrances and so on. But ultimately, because it is, they also get to the greatest reward. And that is that that strongest part of the neshama, the highest root of the neshama gets revealed, and again in a way of Masay, where the neshama is constantly on the move. Says the Rebbe, all of this would have been true, even if Matois and Masay are separate. But we have a special emphasis when we have Matois and Masay together, where each one is adding something to the other. And again the Rebbe looks at all three areas. In, as far as the Yerida, the descent aspect of Matois. The fact that we go, we went down into Golos, but we always remember that it's together with a Masay meaning. We know that the journeys of the Yidden were Alpi Hashem, was all, Hashem was making them journey from one place to the other. So we need to remember in the Golos that we're here because Hashem put us here. So that gives us strength and encouragement that this Yerida, this descent is all because this is what Hashem wants in order for us to gain even greater heights. In our Avoidah, when we send strong, the Mata aspect of the Avoidah, which is the second point. So again, we need to remember the Masay, that we need to stand with that strength, but always within that itself, growing higher and higher, going from strength to strength. And so too in the reward, when we speak about the revelation of the Toikaf of the Neshama, again, that strength is that we keep on going higher and higher to the source, and until ultimately becoming completely, completely one with Hashem. The same thing is true on the other hand, in the Masay aspect, in the journeying aspect, that part of the reward, it goes together with Matos also in the sense that it's not going to be some time in the future when we're going to get all this reward, but it's together with the Matos, together with the time when we are down here in this world. The Rebbe now adds another point. When Matos and Masay are connected, so in the three weeks, because they are one of the three weeks, and now we add another Pasha to the three weeks, Pinchas also ends up being within the three weeks. And the Rebbe says the connection to all of that which we said, because seemingly a person could ask, how is it really possible for a person to stand so strong with the same strength that Matois aspect in every one of his journeys, in any, every one of his Masai, in every type of situation? And the answer is Pinchas. How so? If a person's strength in his avoider is beca- only coming because of his own Matias, because of his own existence, so ultimately a person is limited, he's finite, so there's only so much how he can do, he can't stand with the stre- same strength in every single journey. But when you go with that introduction of the Mesidas Nefesh, like Pinchos, so then there's absolutely no difference between one situation and another. We're always fulfilling Hashem's desire with the same strength. The Rebbe says this also adds another point, the idea of Pinchos. Because you could say, how is it possible really to have this reward, this greatest level of the Neshama being revealed as we are down here in this world in the time of Golos? But again, Pinchas is the answer. When we have the Mesiras Nefesh of Pinchas, we go completely out, out of our own limitations. So then our body also becomes refined to such an extent that we can receive all of these greatest revelations now as well. And finally, the Rebbe continues, 
that sometimes we have Shiva Asr B'tam was falling out on Shabbos. That was the time that Rebbe said the Sicha. And then what you have is that Shiva Asr B'tam was the beginning of the three weeks. We even had another Pasha. We also have Pasha's Bullock as part of all of this. And the connection to everything we said, says the Rebbe, is because really all of these ideas that we discussed about the Neshama going so high and getting so high, is mainly because it's going to be transforming the guf and the nefesh is the world, the golos itself, into good and kedusha. Says the Rebbe, this is the connection to Shiva Asr, the Thomas that falls on Shabbos, as well as Parshas Balak. Because the idea is that we're emphasizing how the Bein HaMitzarim is, is being transformed into Simcha and Tainuk through this Avoida. This is going to make that Avoida of Matis Masay so much easier to be able to cause this Avoida. So that's what Shabbos is telling us. We're taking a day that's a fast day, transforming it into a day of happiness, automatically making this havoid of the matois masay so much easier. In a similar idea is also the idea of Pasha's Balak, which is all about transforming those curses into blessing. And who is the one that does it? Someone like Bilam, and he is the one that actually prophesizes about the Gula, which of course, that is a result of all of this havoid, will be taken from the Yad Mamash.